Good evening, Divi Nation, and welcome to episode 225 of Divi Chat. During tonight's show, get yourself into the chat, particularly in YouTube, where each week you'll find our friends Miro and Carlos keeping the house in order. If you contribute in the chat, you never know, we may read it out during the hour, and you can ask our esteemed panel anything. This is the show that has been going so long now that there are some guests that we call Divi alumni. They've either been here since day one or they've been part of so many episodes they've become Divi legends. So our first Divi legend is from the western part of the USA and he gets to see the sun every day in a town where the sun never really sets, does it, Tim? It's the Tim Streifler. <laughs> hey, everybody. Tim Streifler here with Divi Life. Thank you, Mike, for the, the warm intro there. Absolutely love it. Uh, yeah, you can find me online at divilife.com where I have all my plugins, child themes, layouts, and tutorials. And of course, it's Black Friday week. However, I'm old fashioned. And, and so my Black Friday sale doesn't start until Black Friday, uh, which will be <laughs> precisely at midnight central time. I basically match elegant themes, their, their sale. Um, so yeah, 30% off store-wide and launching 24 new Divi products. So you definitely want to check it out. Of course, you can always get some Divi freebies. Just released three new Divi freebies, a couple of plugins and a carousel layout uh, over on uh, my blog on DiviLife.com. So. Nice. Epic. So let's move on uh, just up the road, a few miles up the road to place known for the US Open Golf Championships. But more importantly, Monterey Premier, Mr. Gino Quiroz. Thank you, Mike. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Southern California boy by heart. Um, so I wish I was down there with you, Tim. Um, but yeah, we're up here in Monterey now. Monterey Premier, Quiroz.co, Gino Quiroz here. And uh, just stoked to be here on this podcast. You can find me on uh, montereypremier.com. And same with the socials, uh, Facebook and Instagram. And Twitter, but I'm not as active on there. And uh, TikTok, only if you want to see me dancing. Um, but if you yeah. want stuff, go to Facebook and Instagram. <laughs> I'm going on TikTok now, Gino. Know. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just uh, kidding. I don't have TikTok. There goes our whole audience <laughs> right now, right? Everyone goes to TikTok. <laughs> uh, so uh, just going, uh, we're still in the States. We're going to stay in the States. And uh, Eric... Uh, Dingler, who joined Divi Chat this year, and we're very pleased he could make it tonight. He's made a very special effort, and he's sporting his signature setup, and he's in Ohio. So, Eric, tell yeah. us all about yourself. Hey, yeah. So, I have my setup here on the road. We're up in Ohio for this week. Uh, we'll be back in Virginia, though, next week. Uh, I'm with In Transit Studios, and so we're... Uh, uh, web design and digital marketing agency and this is kind of a test setup as my family and i are going to live for the first three and a half months next year in europe and i plan to be on divi chat while on the road so doing some testing tonight uh so i have no idea how long one of these lights last on its battery so <laughs> i have them unplugged <laughs> i don't know if they'll make it the whole show or not we'll find out dude that's awesome <laughs> Awesome, congrats. <laughs> We're looking forward to seeing you, Eric. We really are when you come over. So yes. uh, staying staying in the States, slightly further southeast and across to North Carolina and to our next legend who has kept this Divi show on the road this year and who last week attended the Recurring Revenue Retreat in Florida, wasn't it, Stephanie? 
It was. And yeah. she's wearing Got the my t-shirt swag, well. my t-shirt swag. Yeah. Over to you, Stephanie, to introduce yourself. I would just like to say I thought I was an overpacker, but I do not believe I have ever packed lighting equipment just for a regular <laughs> old trip. So they're the size of a phone. Just, just. I've brought a monitor, but with me before, like oh. I took a monitor on this trip. But uh, anyway, I'm Stephanie Hudson uh, with Focus WP. I'm super excited to be here and talk about this topic. Recurring revenue is such a big deal and it's something that is important for us with our agencies. And then some of us have started whole companies helping others to do that too. So anyway, I'm super excited. Check us out at focuswp.co for some of the ways we can help you build recurring revenue and come hang out with us in the Facebook group, Focus on Your Biz. Awesome. Thanks, Stephanie. Let's go to Australia and Canberra. What time is it, Sarah? Uh, nine o'clock in the morning. Golly, middle of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Our next Divi Chat legend who <laughs> always brings her A game, Sarah Oates. Hey guys, Sarah Oates here from Indual Web Studios. I'm looking a little dark. I don't know why. We'll see. One day I'll figure my lighting out. Um, so you can catch me at endure.com.au or endure web on the socials. We build websites for small businesses, mostly here in Australia these days and often here locally in Canberra. We have a fairly unique um, model, which wasn't intentional, but, you know, a lot of people just work worldwide, but we just seem to keep getting local clients, which I kind of love. So I actually have meetings with people in person, a, a unique part of our business. Lovely. Nice to see people in person. Yeah. Uh, my name's Mike Devitt. Uh, my company's Web Design Pro. And last week, I realized that we had some synergy with Adele when she released her new album, 30. We often say hello to our customers, and we never leave them chasing pavements, beating down our door to find out what's happening to their website. And when they see their finished product, they're so well, they think they, we could do anything. We could even set fire to the rain. <laughs> Wow. So let's talk about our topic this week, shall Love we? Love it. Uh, we're talking about... I would like you to do the Adele accent, though. I love how she sings in this just incredible, beautiful, robust voice. And then she starts talking and she's like, thank you. <laughs> thank Adele. you so much. <laughs> I think you do a better job than me, Stephanie. That was pretty That's good. That's my Adele impression. Thank you, you nailed it, Stephanie. Thank you. you. Nailed it. <laughs> so we have imaginatively entitled our episode this week, The Life-Changing Magic of Recurring Revenue. And although it may seem a fairly obvious topic to our regular viewers and listeners, it is, in fact, a very broad topic and it needs Ooh. defining. Yes. And our, so, oh, Tim, do you want to do the honors and change someone's life? I would no, absolutely no love to. So recurring revenue is revenue that reoccurs, right? I'm going to unpack that a little bit. So basically, when you're building a website, typically you get paid once for your service of building said website. You get paid on either an hourly or a project basis. Once you're done building that website, typically that's where your money ends. However, when you add in different types of recurring revenue, which we're going to talk about, you the money doesn't have to stop there. You can continue providing value for your clients. And uh, big word there, value. You don't get paid for nothing. You get paid for providing value. Sometimes it's a lot of work on your part. Sometimes it's very little work on your part, but either way, it's value to your client and they're willing to pay you for it 
uh, every month, every quarter, every year, whatever it may be. And so there's lots of different types of recurring revenue. Um, and we're going to dive into those. One thing I want to say, though, is recurring revenue, not to be mistaken with passive income. And in, mm. apart from like investments, I don't believe that passive income really exists. Everything that you do to produce income revenue is not going to be passive. You're going to have to manage it. You're going to have to maintain relationships, maintain uh, systems, whatever it may be. Um, it's There's nothing passive about what we're talking about. Um, so it's recurring, but it's not passive because you're still having to do some level of work for it or have your team do work for it, whatever it may be. Um, and, I, and I wanted to make that distinguishing because a lot of times people think, oh, I got to find a business with with passive income. It's like, well, unless you're like investing, you know, a ton of money and seeking d dividends, you know, from stock or whatever it is, I personally don't believe that passive income exists. Anyways, that's a little bit of a tangent there, but um, I think yeah. it's good. That's a really important um, distinction, I think, because I think a lot of people think, yeah, I'll just chuck everyone on a maintenance plan and I'll get all this money like coming in and I don't have to do anything. But <laughs> Yeah, you know, exactly. Not quite like that. Yeah, Tim, I, I, I agree with you 100%. That was a big learning curve for me, like doing the uh, uh, child themes and the plugins. I was thinking mm. passive income and kind of for at a point it was, it was like, oh, great, money's coming in. But it's not passive at all. <laughs> it takes a lot of time and effort to uh, respond, customer service, maintenance, updates. Yeah, it, it takes a lot of work. So so even even with, I think, what we're going to talk about today, like with other kinds of recurring revenue, none of it's passive. Uh, not, not in this day and age. There's no such thing as passive anymore. Not, yeah. not in our world anyway. Maybe if you right. make e paste <laughs> that maybe that is because you don't have to maintain it, but uh, uh, not with what we're doing. Oh, by no means. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it's the dream to earn money while you sleep, isn't it? And I think that's what you mean, Tim. Totally. You know, in terms of you know, you know, you wake up in the morning and there's a load of money in your account. But with, I mean, most people uh, when they're looking at recurring revenue in web design to start off with, it's it the the, the very most obvious one is WordPress maintenance yeah and it's the one that most people go for and they start to build up a nice um income from that but it's another business it's another part of your business and I yeah. think it's important that you know I think what Tim's done said there about you know it's not passive income you've got to work for it and actually it at times it's it's it can be a little bit of a noose in as much that you realize that you've got maybe five five websites to check that week or whatever and, and you've got to build that into your week as well so you've got to make time for it yeah so yeah. And, and mike I, I think what you're saying too like kind of leads to a good point is finding which of those recurring uh streams income streams it's picking the right one that 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 you enjoy whether it's product yeah. development or it's it's uh hosting or it's uh you know seo services which I think we're going to cover all that stuff, but that's one of the joys of this topic is is we're not limited to what that recurring income is, and some of it can be passive in a sense, in the sense that you really enjoy doing it, you know, um, and, and and you know, and so I'm looking forward to kind of covering those things as well. Yeah, and hours you set aside for it as well, I think, you yeah. know, because you, you've got to build it into your business week, uh, whether that's personal for 
for solopreneurs or for people that have got teams, you know, to make sure that they're, they're covering, you know, their customers' needs. So now, I, I think uh, I agree. There's no such thing as passive income. But I also think when we're talking about most of these different recurring revenue streams, what we're talking about is a very optimized system. Yeah, totally. So you want to systematize things and come up with this isn't just selling a, a ton of website builds or something like that, where you're, where you're doing something bespoke and custom for all of them. What you're doing is something that you can streamline in one way or another to make maximum income with minimum effort yeah product yeah. service or I as mean, I, I, a I good friend even... eric likes to say no snowflakes something that's uh, you know like you said stephanie systemized and productized and can be easily replicated by team members etc totally i mean you could go as far as to say like even just um you know i got some money from uh divi for being an affiliate, right? And so we get that, that's kind of passive income, but even then it takes work to create a blog that gets an audience, right? So sure. even even that money's coming in, it's because of the work you put into it. So, I mean, yeah. there is no passive income. You ain't gonna yeah. get trapped if you don't do any work. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I've had some blog posts that did well for a while and it was like as most passive as you can get, or I'm sorry, uh, there were affiliate links in a blog post and it was not generating a lot, but it was like as passive as you can get, but I didn't maintain the blog posts. Things kind of changed yep. in the community. And so it was like, just kind of slowly dwindled into nothing. And if I would have maintained it more, it would have, you know, maybe been still producing income. But, um, but yeah, <laughs> I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah. I'm interested. I'm interested to hear from the folks in the chat. Um, what what you guys are doing for recurring revenue? Or if you don't have any currently in your business, and this is something that you're looking to branch into. One thing I will say, and um, I, the conference I just went to last week, again, it was called the Recurring Revenue Retreat. This is the second one I've been to. It's such an excellent conference. It's it's um, hosted by Christina Romero. And if you know her from WP Elevation, she's a big care plan. Um, she's one of the first ones that really started turning care plans into a business, things like that. And then uh, Robert Simmons, who owns an agency and um, has a YouTube channel and things like that. And then our pal, Matt Rodella, who does the WAS stuff. We've had, has he been on the show before? I can't remember. But anyway, um, th those folks are the ones that, that ran it. And uh, they did it. It was the last conference I went to before COVID. And this is the first one I went to since things <laughs> have started to open up. And I'm telling you, it was just for starters, it was great to be around other human beings. But one of the key things that I took away wasn't uh, like a to-do list or instructions or something, but really was a mentality. And that is, this stuff doesn't happen on accident. Like recurring yeah. revenue is not accidental. You have to ha be driven. You have to have a goal to find recurring revenue sources and to nurture those and to really build or or from to just build them into your business in the first place and then continue to grow them. So that's sort of a mindset that I'd love to encourage you guys to start really fostering and thinking in that way, rather than just being like so excited you landed a contract, like start thinking, how could I find ways to get recurring revenues? And sometimes that's 
a whole standalone separate thing. And sometimes it's add-on products with your existing customers who are the warmest leads you've got, right? So yeah, I want yeah. to say just one thing, Stephanie, add-on, you, you implied it, but I want to emphasize when you're looking, you look for those different ways and then you nurture, but I think a big part of that is having a plan of how you're going to execute that. Cause a lot of times I remember I'd be like, yeah, I want to do this. I want to start getting more, you know, maintenance clients, whatever, but I didn't really like create a plan of how I was going to do that. How am I going to go from point A to point B to actually get what I'm trying to, to achieve. And so I think that can be a big part. And the more I plan and, and I'm organized, the more successful whatever it is I'm trying to achieve is because um, it's like you just kind of go out and, and try. It's like, well, that doesn't really happen. But if you have a plan of here's how I'm going to get, you know, maintenance clients or hosting clients or whatever, I'm going to do this. And you actually like have a step by step plan of what you're going to do. I think it's going to be a lot more successful than just kind of hoping. <laughs> Yeah. You know what, Tim, I want to add to that. I think you're right. You know, I, I have to admit, I was hesitant to do hosting services because of my past. And, 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 you know, back, you know, five years ago, dealing with hosting companies is a big issue, right? You just become the middleman to somebody else's problems. So I avoided it for many years. And the maintenance stuff, it was like, well, if you're going to do your own hosting, how can I maintain that site? because you're on cheap hosting, it's going to perform horribly and there's nothing I can do about it. Um, but I, it kind of fell into my lap. I got lucky a couple of years ago, you know, somebody offered to give me their clients because they were getting out of the business. That was actually a, a good thing. It, it was one of my white label partners. And then a year later, another white label partner did the same thing. So all of a sudden I was kind of, and, and I had to think about it, like, do I want to get into this? And so I, I did my research and, and whatnot. And, and so it, it fell on my lap and I was like, this is huge. This is great. Recurring income. Yeah. And, uh, but since then I've had to come up with a plan, just like you said, Tim, I, I didn't have a plan to begin with. I was lucky. I've had clients in the past reach out to me about maintenance. I was like, yeah, 20 bucks a month. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll do updates for you. Right. <laughs> 20 bucks a month, right. Uh, big mistake. I still have a couple of clients on that plan, <laughs> but, um, but it totally, um, opened up the door to me realizing that I'm your, I'm kind of like your lawyer. I'm the guy who deals with the web companies and, and the plugin developers and all these people that I do all the negotiations. I get things done for you. And uh, so how do I turn that into a marketing plan? How do I sell that and get more business? And, and you're right, Tim, you, you got to have a plan. Um, even if, if you don't know what you're doing and you jump in head first, um, learn from that, get a plan for sure. You know, market yeah, it. And I Sorry, Eric, go yeah. on. I, I was just going to say, I wanted to jump in here and say, like, for me, I remember uh, a, a couple years ago hearing this actually talked about on Divi chat and it got a little overwhelming trying to figure out like, okay, how do I go out and build a system and, and all that kind of stuff. And that's where I found Josh Hall's maintenance plan course. And there are others out there and stuff like that. But, you know, it was for me at the time, I, I think his course is a couple hundred dollars and, and I was just doing a couple sites here and there and I didn't know. And I kicked myself for not spending the money on that course sooner because it just walked me through step by step exactly what to do. I had, you know, by the end of it, I had all the systems put together. I had email, text, you know, all this stuff. 
And it was game changer. I mean, it, it was just amazing what it did. And then really, I wasn't worried after the first couple, after the first month of the beginning of COVID, when I realized that clients weren't abandoning and stuff like that, like I wasn't worried. And, and it's giving us the opportunity to have a very location independent lifestyle if we choose to. So, um, but, but don't feel like you have to reinvent the wheel. Find somebody that's teaching how to do it and take their course. Uh, Josh's course is great. Uh, Christina Romero, of course, she's a legend in that specific industry as well. And I, I went on Josh's podcast uh, last year, maybe. I can't remember. Earlier this year. And we talked about it and like broke down tons of it. So if you want to dip a toe, you can go listen to that episode and then decide if you want to do it. Or, of course, you could always just outsource it. <laughs> and Tim yeah. and David. So, I mean, you know, whatever. Does Tim, does your course cover that stuff as well? The business one, DB business? Yes, we do cover uh, maintenance plans and recurring revenue, but not to not the level like of solely. detail like Josh's course where he yeah, like right. lays out everything. And so maybe I'm being a bad salesperson here. But um, <laughs> ours like is kind of more like sales and like the Holy whole speak. business process. And then the maintenance recurring part is 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 a piece of it but uh, it's not like a, a dedicated yeah. focus so, yeah. so who of us do back. maintenance who does maintenance here we all do right oh tim yeah. you do, tim you don't well i don't do client work anymore he so product maintenance yeah <laughs> so i have i have uh recurring revenue but not from maintenance yeah. plans <laughs> so well, going tim, back to I, the... I would say uh, keeping up with your products like... is full-time maintenance <laughs> yeah, yeah no, your really products, products in general True. is what i meant <laughs> So, so you, yeah. you are doing full-time maintenance just in a different way. In a different way, yeah. <laughs> You're exactly. own full-time maintenance. <laughs> so going back to the, the recurring revenue retreat, Stephanie, did did uh, everybody uh, was there a subject of maintenance on that on that course on that on those those few days that you were there, or did they everybody just cover different topics? And was there anything in particular that that came up and you thought that's cool? I'm taking that away. There was, um, I got to be on a panel on Friday morning, which was fun. It was kind of interesting because it was um, John Falk, who is uh, Johnny Flash Productions. I don't know if you guys know that Johnny name Flash. from around the place. Yeah. I know it's so good. He's a really sharp guy. And he, he works directly with his clients to maintain their sites. I was on the panel because I have white labeled a solution that people can outsource to me. And then uh, Matt Rodella was on there because he has a WAS setup, which is completely different uh, as far as maintenance goes. And so they did like an interview of like, hey, here's maintenance. Christina interviewed us like maintenance can be done. Even, even just the topic of maintenance can be done multiple different ways. And so it was really interesting to sort of see the different perspectives, to see like the um, profit margins of each one and the growth potential for different ones and things like that. And so it really went into some uh, more in depth on those kind of things. If anyone wants to talk about this stuff later, I'm, I'm all for it too. I don't want to hog all of this, but, um, but yeah, just, just maintenance alone. And that's, it's so interesting because that's such a, just for where we're at right now. I mean, when, when we started Focus WP, Tom and I met at a word camp and that was like before people, it was before everybody was doing care plans. And it was like, you had to sort of like maintain your sites or whatever, but it was like, nobody was really doing this as recurring revenue options. And so many people hated it. 
I loved it because I built a little machine. Like I, I had all, I had it all figured out. It took me a couple months and I hired somebody, I trained them. I had all the systems in place and all this stuff. And it just, just worked. And I had to very rarely even get involved in it. So I was talking to Tom about it and I'm like, I don't know why everybody hates it so much. For starters, I charge way more than you. People love it. It's super easy. I make, you know, like the profit margin. I, at the time I was charging 75 bucks and it would cost me $4 per site per month. So it was like, you know, and I didn't have to do anything. I mean, that's like that's borderline passive income right there, my friend. But so, Tom, so that's when Tom was like, everybody hates this. Why don't we do it for them? You know, and he was like, don't freak out. I just sent you a business plan. And so we started, we started this business just to, you know, to do that. So, and then it turned, I mean, that's, it's grown of course, since they're into a whole bunch of other stuff, but, but that was like, that's where that whole thing came from because that sweet recurring revenue. And it's, it's not just the recurring revenue either. It's that you're staying in touch with your clients and you send them a report every month. And so then when anything goes wrong, you're already front of mind for them to come to you for, for more things. Yeah. So it's like you, you become rather than just being the person that built their website, you become their web person because mm -hmm. it's like yes. one is past tense and then one is like yeah. happening constantly. Exactly. Yes. And that, actually, that, I'm not, sorry, Gina, go ahead. No, no. I was going to say that's, I agree with you 100%. That's been my case, my experience as well. Yeah. And I think one way to make it as passive as possible, I'm just going to wrap focused WP. It's like, if you don't like doing it, but you want to make that extra revenue, then outsource it to focused WP. And then it's like as close to passive as possible because you're not even doing the work. <laughs> you're outsourcing. You, well, to be fair, you do have to forward the email with the report. You have to forward oh. that to your clients each month. So <laughs> much work. So oh, it's man. not for Being everyone, honest, you know? <laughs> you, could get, you could get Zapier to do that for you, Stephanie. Maybe you could. That's true. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I, I have, um, you know, I used to think that I wasn't into routines. I was mm -hmm. always one of those guys that liked to do new things, new projects, move on, pass it, pass it along. But with the maintenance that I found as I, I started my maintenance accounts is like Tim said is, is uh, man, I, I, by separating maintenance from like uh, customizations or adding new content or whatever that I can bill for. So I get my maintenance, but I get like, I get my clients that are monthly sending more, sending me more work on a regular basis now because of that. And, and, uh, I tell you what, I mean, there's nothing like knowing that you're going to have 2,500 a month coming in every month. You have a base salary. That's one of the biggest issues, I think, as freelancers, as feast or famine. Imagine having a base salary and still getting to do what you love. Imagine getting 2,500 bucks a month or 3,000 a month on a recurring revenue. All you have to do is use manage, my favorite tools, Manage WP. I know we all have our favorite tools, mm -hmm. but it allows me to see all my things. I go in there a couple hours a week and update everything, look for critical issues, vulnerable updates, and that's it. And that's like, you get a base salary from that. Yeah. That's huge in our field. That's huge. A base Everything salary that you can one. increase yeah. to be a higher base salary. Yeah, <laughs> and then, yeah, that's the bottom level right there. Twenty-five. I mean, for California, that's nothing, but you know, in other states, twenty five hundred bucks a month covers all your bills. Well, right? what? Yeah, what's the like the best feeling ever is when you hit that moment 
And this is something that is great to strive for as a goal. Like you might think like, oh, what do I want to make total, whatever. But like when your recurring revenue covers your bills, like when you, yeah. when you like, yeah. you might not be like celebrating on that money, but like if it pays your rent and your car payment or, you know, your food bill, whatever, like if you can hit that point so that you know you're at least taking care of your family in that, to, at least to that level, and then whatever else you do on top of that is gravy. I mean, as an entrepreneur, like a solopreneur, what, like, I, I don't care, like a super high salary cannot beat that feeling. Yeah. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to go one step further. Last time I was on Divi Chat, we talked about my health and some of the strategic things, uh, changes I made. Mm -hmm. I tell you what, if you're sick for a month, you're not, and, and you don't have that recurring revenue, what do you do, right? That's why people get out of the business. When I was mm -hmm. sick for several months, that recurring revenue kept our family alive and afloat. And still to this day, I know I could take a couple of weeks off and still have an income. Prior to that, as a freelancer, if I took a month off, I had no income. Yeah. Right. So it becomes so the foundation huge. of your business. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Because clients, as in web, web clients, you may turn a website round in say four to six weeks, they come and go. Yes. And then hopefully at the end of that, you turn them into maintenance clients. So that carries on building that, that foundation, that recurring revenue, that nest egg, if you like, if something yeah. should go wrong. And, uh, and so that, that's really important. I just want to, um, we, we kind of talking about maintenance quite a lot. What about other types and other forms of recurring revenue? So Eric's what is it? Excited. What is it? Yeah. What is it? Eric's, Eric's fired up. Let, Let let's go. bring Eric in. Come on, Eric. I, uh, I, I tell you right now, my favorite recurring revenue source is reputation management. Ooh. I love it. Uh, we're selling about on average four uh, new review lead is what we call it. Review lead clients a month. It's uh, $250 a month or $1,800 annually with a $500 setup, except for our Black Friday special. We're waiving that. Um, but I stinking love it. Uh, now, some people do that as they're like, that's their whole business, reputation management. That's all. I don't doing. know what it is. You have to like explain more. Because okay. I'm okay. like, it's, what is this thing? It, it's I, it's, it's awesome. I'm totally going to add this on too. I'm, I'm copying yeah. Eric. It's, it's really it's good. Re, it's getting reviews. And so how review lead works is we, uh, you give us your, the client gives us their, their contact list, emails or, and or cell phone numbers then we have a system and it's all systematized. We don't sell it as software, but it's a service. And so you sell it as a service, but it's, it's automated pretty much once it's built out. We take their emails, we have a three email drip campaign. We take your list, we divide it by 12. We email that segment of your, you know, that, you know, whatever that math works out to uh, each month. Um, and then the email just says, Hey, you know, along the lines of, Hey, leave us, you know, how do we do? We'd love to hear from you. Thumbs up, thumbs down. If they click the thumbs up, we show them a page. Would you leave us a review on one of these spots? Any place you can leave reviews, we can list it on there. If they press thumbs down, then we show them a negative feedback capture form where the client then gets a thing that says we weren't happy. And here's why. So now instead of that going to a review, 
uh, online because the customer is upset, you have a chance as the business owner to respond to that. So anyway, I won't get into the whole sales pitch. That, that's what it is. And so we're able to get you more four and five star reviews every month. And right now that's especially for local SEO, but just anything that's gold. And then we have a widget that we use and pull those over to your website. It's not just Google. It's because bright local statistic reports show us that people read reviews on more than one site on average. And so it's industries and it is, oh my gosh, honest to goodness, it's the easiest thing I've ever sold in my life. Um, That's very I love unusual. it. And, and it's, it's instant unusual. wins. It's yeah. instant wins. And I've even had it work where now we've had a couple people come in. They wanted to talk about a website. We looked at their website and the website was okay. Like it, it wasn't that big of a deal, but I just got the sense, like they're not going to want to invest, you know, seven, $8,000 into a website right now. So <laughs> show them $250 a month or $1,800 annually, two to three months down the road after their reviews are going up and they're getting all these people saying amazing things about them. Then I come in and say, Hey, now about your website, here's what I'm looking at. Well, I've, I've built trust and they're like, yeah, if that's what you think we should do, let's, let's do it. You build the website and then we add on uh, that. we got a whole slate of services after that. We, we, we take people up a value ladder. Um, it's, it's amazing. I'll just say that. So I just, uh, just got a comment from Nancy. Um, so she's just saying, this is where the client already has an email list. <laughs> You're not building the list. You're taking the client's email list. That is correct. Now we can help you build a list. We can help you build the email list, but this is where we take theirs. Or for example, I, uh, we have a dentist office. Well, we just, you know, on the receptionist screen, you know, he or she has a little window there. And every time a, a patient leaves, they go in and they enter it themselves. They don't have, they, they can send it to us. They don't have to, they go in, they put in the person's phone number and cell phone. By the time that person hits their driver's seat, they've got a text message. How was your appointment today with Dr. Blah, blah, blah. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Um, and then we remind them two more times after that, if we don't get the review right away, if we get the review, we stop. And um, yeah, clients love it. It's, it's great. That's awesome. Wow. Wow. Good stuff, That's something Eric. something very different. So um, now SEO tends to be quite a good uh, way of uh, making some recurring revenue. Um, Gino, have you um, dabbled in that at all? Yeah, yeah. And, and that was one of the things I wanted to share. So like I've always been like avoided SEO and those kinds of services because every every company, every business is different, right? Um, but I find myself asking my clients on every call, like, what are you going to do long term? And, and then I find myself giving them advice. You need to have a blog. This is how it worked for me. I don't do any marketing. I don't do any paid ads. I get natural organic traffic coming in and leads. And and we could do that for you too. And I can show you how. And then it ended up leading into like, well, will you do this for us? And so like my SEO services, I don't market them. Um, but what I'm what I'm learning right now is is that listen, I have to come up with content for 50% of the my clients, anyways, right? Because they just, you know, as a web designer, if you're listening, you know how hard it is to get content from your clients. And sometimes you end up coming up with some content and they end up Say, hey, I'll just stick with that because I have no content. So I've been working on getting better at, at my content and writing and using some AI and 
using some other tools like uh, Ring Tracker and stuff like that. And it was like, well, you know what? Let me give this a shot. Let me. Let, let, and my thing was, let's do a retainer model. Let's do five hours a month at 150 an hour. So this is your rate, and this is what we're going to do. It's going to be flexible. It's going to change every month. I'm not promising anything, guaranteeing anything, but this is our strategy, and this is what we're going to do. And um, I find myself all of a sudden, like, this is what people want. They want when I sell them on the importance of not just the website, but maintaining it and, and taking it one step further and, and creating revenue, um they're they're much more open to it than i thought they would be and, and uh so if, so if you're getting started like for me it's like okay i'm gonna offer you one blog article per month i'm gonna work with your team to get that content to figure out what's the right fit um I, i'm gonna do some on-page seo like we'll work on one page at a time per month so we'll update one page so that it's optimized for seo for the target keywords we'll work on one article per month i'll work with you and i'll do a couple social media posts that's my package five hours a month right and you know that automatically gives you a, a seven hundred dollar eight hundred dollar thousand dollar account monthly just four hours five hours a month it's huge you know yeah. so i would yeah. say like, don't be scared of that if you're thinking about it and i, I know seo the the reason i don't offer that is because some clients are, are going to be much harder than others, right? If you have some science uh, yeah. that has a new product that there's no content out there that you can pull from, and you're going to have to work with their scientists, obviously that's not a good SEO client. Or you're going to have to charge like three grand a month. Um, but if it's a local dentist, a local um, uh, contractor, um, a, a plumbing guy, I mean, all that content's out there already. All you have to do is rework it, remodel it, reward it for your client and boom that's just it's that's easy money really yeah i don't yeah. think it's... i like i like that approach of not marketing it mm. but you're 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 hand picking the clients you want to work with that's great yeah and this is something that uh i've said before on the podcast um or here on divi chat and then um elsewhere but people a lot of times they th think that they want a new website but really what they want is they want more phone calls or more walk-ins, more, they want more business. And they just think that having a prettier website is going to do that for them, which maybe it might a little bit in some ways, but really doing these services like SEO and um, Eric's uh, repu reputation management, stuff like that. Those are the types of things that are actually going to help your client uh, increase the bottom line. And so I feel like today, like this is what everyone should be doing as web designers, because if you want to stand out, don't just, you know, build a, a prettier page, build something designed for conversion along with these other services that are going to help your, your clients get more business. And then that's how you get more referrals because you didn't just build them a prettier website. You built them something that's going to actually help drive more business to them. Yeah. Yeah, and with a lot of clients, because the fact that they're not doing anything and a lot of their competitors aren't even doing the basics, you don't have to do a whole lot for them to have success. Um, you know, so another good service is Google My Business Management. Two posts a month to their Google My Business, 
add them to five, you know, get them five citations, five directories a month. And you can automate a lot of this through tools like Bright Local and, and stuff like that. But if you're just going out there, updating their NAP name, address, and phone number, and getting them added to new citations, like that's really what it kind of takes. And then if you can start to show them, you know, that success, getting them in the map pack um, and increasing their local rankings. Well, now, again, when you go back for additional wallet share of, hey, now we should do this. Now we can go on organic, um, pay-per-click. Pay-per-click ads are another great way to get quick wins. So there's a lot of options. Yeah, we do that. We do um, Google ads for, for people who uh, maybe they've got, uh, they're, they're starting out and you just say to them, look, you know, fast way, fast way to the top. You've got a brand new domain. You've got a brand new business. You're going to be on page eight plus, even if you have everything optimized to the hilt when you start out. Um, especially if you're in a, a situation with keywords that are, are competitive anyway. So Google ads is a good way of doing recurring revenue. Um, was that covered at all last week, Stephanie, at the retreat? Did they talk about ads or? Uh, not ads specifically. Sorry, I was a little distracted trying to identify what's happening with the feedback situation. Yeah, it seems to have gone. So, um, they, we didn't talk about ads as much, but there was a lot of talk about some of these other add-on services. So mm. you build a website and then what basically is yeah. kind of the thing, right? So then you, you take that and you sell the maintenance and then you sell them uh, Google My Business management and you sell them these other kind of things on top of it. And you take that um, and then you, you, cause you've already got them. They're already your customers. They already know, like, and trust you, right? That's why they've given you their money in the first place. They're not going to go off and get those things from somebody else. So that's, um, yeah, that's like the no brainer kind of avenues to, to go down. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So Sarah, have you got oh, any, go any, go sorry, Eric, go on. I, I was just going to say, you don't want to though come out of the gate and try to sell a client, all of these things. Cause you'll, you'll overwhelm them and they'll walk away. You really have to have a systematic approach. I like what Mike said, like, Hey, the first thing, and this is what we do. The first thing we think you should do a website and reviews after that it's pay-per-click. Then after pay-per-click, then we look at Facebook ads and social media. And then after that, then we get into SEO content for the long game. Um, and when you can approach it that way and say, Hey, it may take us 18 months to get there for our, the size of businesses we work with, with their budgets, they, they can, they can handle that systematic approach. Yeah, that that's good, Eric. Uh, one of the things I, I never do because of my experience with getting new clients from other developers is I never push all those requirements on them. I tell them, hey, we offer hosting and maintenance, but I can make recommendations if you want your own hosting. I love SiteGround. I love Flywheel. I love Vantage. You know, I, I offer advice to like what hosting companies I like and what, what I don't like and why I don't like them. And same with maintenance. I have articles on my website. If you want to maintain your own website, here's my tips. This is what you, and it, and it benefits me because one, I'm, I'm giving them the option, but two, I'm also, it's kind of like uh, um, the admin bar has that, uh, 
the website maintenance kind of uh, document. I can't remember what it's called, but you kind of the let WOM. them know. The WOM, yeah, the WOM. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and you know, it, it lets them know, hey, this is what's entailed. This is what you have to watch out for. And one of the things I've learned to do is bring that up up front, like at the very first call, like here's the difference between us and Wix or us and, and any of the Squarespace or, and it was, yeah, they're going to cover a lot of that stuff for you, but this is the difference. And putting it out all up front, SEO long-term, and, and it basically being their advisor and consultant, and then let them soak it in. And then when we build the website, because that's all they're going to sign up for initially. Um, but when you keep bringing that stuff up, they're like, well, this guy knows what he's talking about. He's going to take yeah. care of it for us. And then eventually they're like, okay, tell me about SEO and where do we go from here? Yeah. And that's how I get my clients, my long-term clients. I think you have to follow it up as well, Gino. I think that the um, with the WOM, I've sent out the WOM to, to to people before, you know, straight after we've we've gone live. It's taken that time and trouble to fill it out, send it out. You have to follow it up because very yeah. often people will maybe you've sent them a few other bits as well within an email just to say, look, you know, your website's live now and you've got X amount of time of free support for anything that's, you know, that's spotted in the first couple of weeks, maybe. And then and then after that couple of weeks, just just say, you know, um, just resend it and just say, look, just making sure you got this, you know, just making sure that, you know, you're you know who's looking after your website it's either you or it's me <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or it's somebody know, else but hopefully yeah, one of the me. things i love to do is i love to set up my managed wp plugin on a site that i build even if after i hand it off and then come back a couple of months later and, and say hey look at you have like three vulnerabilities you have five plugins oh you go down that road yeah, yeah, you go down that road and just like I'm not maintaining it, but I'm keeping an eye on it until they kick me off, of course. And, uh, and but it allows me to come back three or four months later and say, "Hey, look at nobody's been updating your plugins for the last four months, and these are the reasons why you need to be updating the plugins." Here's an article, or you can hire us. <laughs> you know, that's good. Give them the, give them the option to do it themselves. Um, give them all the information they need. They'll trust you more. They'll come back yeah. to you and say, you know what, dude? I'd rather have you do it. <laughs> Everybody yeah, thinks here... it's so easy and it should be cheap until you explain what to do. And then they're like, oh, yeah, just, totally. can I just give you money to do it? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Uh, one additional recurring revenue option that we haven't touched on yet, and I'm curious if anyone here or on our chat has done this, is terms of service privacy policy termageddon we had uh, yeah. the founders donata and hans on what was that like a yeah. year and a half ago it was a while way ago. too long ago. A while ago yeah yeah we need to have them back on but that is a, a great way to have recurring revenue because it's an auto updating privacy policy in terms of condition that you can uh resell to your clients essentially and um it's one of those things that it's protecting them similar to a maintenance plan and so it's a good thing for them to have but i'm curious if anyone does that yeah and i think that what they've done with that as well they've um done it per area so there are states in uh, even in you know in, in america sort of there's different slightly different laws uh, to say in california to say other parts and obviously we've got things in the U we've got um gdpr in the uk for example um so i think that they've they've really covered 
a quite a broad spectrum. Yeah. I think last time I I was on the admin bar and Hans was talking about it. I think he was talking about they covered Australia, but I can't I can't remember if they had or they hadn't. But um, I think they do now. And Canada, Australia, the US, and, and yeah, Europe. Yeah. So yeah, that's a that's another way of um, of covering that off. In fact, one of my sites at the moment is stuck on the privacy policy because uh, and, and this is the thing you can't write somebody's privacy policy for them you can perhaps yeah. send them a template and you can say look delete this bit but at the end of the day they need to understand that you know the data that they are going to have on their website what are they what are they going to do with that data yeah. um and it's not just that data it's their it's their approach to all the data that they that they look after so not getting into a massive conversation here about data, but it is something that you can't do. So if you've got what is more, a much more simplified policy for somebody to be able to complete and fill out, that is going to help push those websites over the over the line, um, especially in this uh, age of uh, of people uh, worrying about data that, and information that you're holding about them. Yeah, the I other pretty, um, the I, I thing just... about Termageddon is that they provide everything you need to. So for some, I've seen, there's been a lot of chatter in the um, chat about folks who don't really have any recurring revenue. And, you know, Termageddon is not expensive, which means that you're, you know, when you resell it, it's not like you're, you're not going to make millions on it, but it's a great foot in the doorway to start growing your recurring revenue. And it's, it's super easy because they give you like the emails to send to your clients, they do, you know, like all of those things. So, um, yeah. And they, they're listening. Those guys are listening too. So you could say hi to them in the chat. They're listening tonight, but Andrew's you, uh, <laughs> it's kidnappers. So if you, um, if you have questions, they're also really great about helping agencies get set up. So that's kind of another one of those things, like we were saying before, like if you want to add on maintenance, but you don't want to set it all up, you can outsource it to Focus or one of the other companies that does it. Same with this kind of a thing. This is sort of a done for you yeah. uh, recurring revenue stream. Yeah, yeah, we added it to we added it to our maintenance plan and increased our maintenance plan price significantly. Um, and I was sitting here thinking, and I can't think of a client of a website build in the last probably 50 websites or so that's turned down our maintenance plan. Um, it just, it just sells with every site we build now. Um, and, and we went from 69 to $99 a month and we added the term again, it's just now part of, of every site. Now, whether they, actually how do you feel about, how do you feel about license? charging, talking about your pricing? What do you charge now? You charge 99? And that includes Termageddon. Yep. I I I charge ninety nine, but I don't include Termageddon. It's separate. Okay. And what about yeah, the pricing I, in Australia, Sarah? <laughs> well, see, I don't know if I'm doing things wrong or I'm not really sure. But my pricing, I'm I'm not really sure whether it's sitting at the right place. So. I like I have three different plans. So I've got small websites, medium websites, large websites, and it ranges from 60 to $90 a month. And that includes hosting. And so, yeah, I like, I don't know if I'm not charging enough. Um, and I include two hours of tech support per year. Oh my God. Part no, of that. Year. And oh, per year. Per okay. Per year. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. I got nervous for us. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Two hours per month. No, no, no. You got to talk to so the idea, the idea was. Per day. I was getting really fed up with people 
people didn't want to take on an hour a month. And so they didn't want to sign up to that. They felt like it was too expensive, but people would email me and ask these little small questions and it was just getting me pissed off. And so then I was feeling resentful for like these tiny little things where it felt like, well, of course I'm going to answer that question, but equally it, it just felt tricky. And so I ended up including two hours of tech support per month, per year. And so the idea is that over the year for most small businesses, that's enough for them where they can ask their couple of little questions. They can get me to change a photo or get me to like fix up a tiny bit of text. And for like 90% of my clients, they don't need anything more than two hours per year. And they feel like they're getting all this value for this yeah. two hours per year. Um, and so I thought that means I'm feeling less pissed off. They feel like they're adding value. We're all winning. Um, whether my prices are expensive enough, I'm not sure. But like I have increased them continually over the years. Um, and when I first started, this might be a tip for people who are first starting out who are too scared to sell the care plans. Um, but when I first started out, I used to include the first year worth of care plan in the build. And so the idea was that they, because my rates were so low at the time, clients didn't want to sign up to that and it just felt too big for them. And so I thought if I include it for the first year, they'll experience it. And then by the time they get to that end of the first year, they don't want to leave and then they would stay. And so for me, I don't do that now. Now I charge them right up front. I feel a lot more confident. My pricing is at a different level. So the clients that I'm getting already know that they're going to spend more money. So it's at a different place. But if you're kind of starting out, it can be a way to get your foot in the door where then they experience it. And like I've got, I don't know, 50 clients on maintenance now and that happened over seven years. So that happened basically I build, I don't know, 10 websites a year, 12 websites a year, I don't know, something like that. Almost all of them come on care plans and that's happened right from the beginning because they've experienced a good thing and I've probably only got rid of, I don't know, 10 over the seven years or whatever. It's grown slowly, but now that's a recurring revenue. I charge clients annually. Um, and I know there is a lot of debate around whether you should do it monthly or do it annually. And I know it's about the like having a set amount of income that's coming in every single month. But just because of the way it's worked for me, clients seem to want to pay annually. Um, I didn't want to have to pay the fees of doing the monthly thing. And because when, like, if you're building websites, that's happening about once a month, right? And so over the seven years, it's just all really spread out. I think I've got one month where I don't have money coming in and there's a couple months where I get a lot of money coming in, but it kind of is evening itself out. And so I've never felt that pressure to go over to monthly. Um, okay. So, yeah, like I feel like I do it really different to everybody else and I feel like maybe <laughs> I'm works. not charging enough for what I'm doing. I don't include the terms things because I feel really hesitant about being um, – about that legal Liable. thing being on me. And so I've been using a service called Legal123, which is an Australian one. And so I just say to people, hey, this is what I use. And I give them an affiliate link and I say, um, go over here. If you don't feel comfortable, talk, like go talk to your lawyer or you can use a service like this. They fill in their details. They email it to me. I put it on the website. I'm out of the legal loophole of that. I don't know whether I'm being overcautious, but I just haven't wanted to be no, involved not. in that side of the legal terms bit where I want them to give it to me and I will yeah. put it on the website. Whether they use a template or not, I don't care, but 
I've been too nervous to go that down that track. So I'll need to look into Termageddon, but I haven't gone there. Did so you far. do that? Did you do that when you first started out, Sarah? Or is that just something that's happened in the last couple of years? Terms? Yes. Yeah, it's only happened in the last couple of years because yeah. I only used to put it on if they told me to put it on. I didn't yeah. realize it was illegal. Like, yeah, it took, too. I think it was only in the last few years that I realized legally they have to have one. And so now I'm the one saying to them, you need to have this thing. Well, it you kind of only it is in the past couple of years that that's been yeah. maybe. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. Ever cracked down. Even if it was legal, like legally required before, nobody was cracking down on it till like. No. GDPR so was a big deal, and then now, now like just recently, all of these things. Are coming. Yeah, I, I, I would like to say, Sarah, you 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 hit a, a very strong point, and I think this is for our listeners that are um, thinking about getting into monthly maintenance and how do I start promoting that. Your point was that your clients have come on after you've worked with them and you built their website. That you built a trust relationship where they're like. Yeah, this is a given. I want you to take care of us from here on out. So for yeah. those that are listening right now, it's not necessarily about marketing the hosting and maintenance service. It's about treating your current website build clients with that kind of uh, cons consultant marketing. Like instead of being finicky about your prices, share everything you know, tell them everything you can, answer all their questions. That's the best selling point for monthly maintenance and hosting. They're going to yeah. trust you. You don't have to market it. Like, I don't get any fresh leads for my monthly maintenance and hosting. Um, most of my leads come from people who've worked with me already. Then they're like, all right, can we do this or can we do that? So, Sarah, I think for, for what you said is going to be helpful for those who are getting into this idea of doing monthly maintenance. It's not about how to market and promote that service. It's about treating your customers very good and letting yeah. them decide that they want to work with you moving it was forward. definitely a good way for me to get the ball rolling when i felt nervous about promoting this kind of ongoing thing it was a good way i definitely promote it up front now but i'm also really clear with saying to people you can either use me or you can do it yourself and i will teach you how to do it yourself so i provide training to all of my clients at the end yeah. of their website with loom videos if they decide they're going to do their own maintenance i'll provide one video that's on how to look after their website and i've i don't have many, i would say only 10 percent don't go on maintenance with me ongoing but those 10 percent, i reckon half of those 10 percent have come back to me later and said actually can you do my maintenance and so i kind of feel like it's no skin off my nose spending 15 minutes explaining in a loom video how to look after your website they're not going to do it anyway and that 15 minutes is enough that then either I've got a couple that kind of just come back to me, say every six months and they say, Hey, can you just like update everything on my website and like run a backup or so they're not on maintenance, but like I'll get, I probably get like a couple hundred bucks from them a year anyway. Or then I've got the other ones who they've tried. And then whether it's six months, whether it's a year, whether it's two years down the track, they end up coming back and saying, Hey, this is too much. I don't want to have to deal with it. Can you do it? So either way, I feel like they all end up coming back. And like you say, if you treat them good, they're, they're going to feel like they trust you and they're going to come back. And you haven't been like, you know, trying to like do the hard sell where they don't have a choice, but to work with you. Yeah. I've, I've had a lot of clients come to me from agencies who have had that experience an agency's built a website for them. They've built it in a way that they have no control over doing anything. They've basically captured them and said, you have to go on our maintenance or, you know, you're stuffed kind of thing. 
And then they come to me and they're like, crap, what do I do? Um, and it's a bad experience. They're not going to have a good feeling about that agency who's held them captive. So I think the best thing you can do is like the let them free and there's a very good chance that they're more likely to yeah, come back. Yeah. Come back or at least have a good experience where they can say to other people, she was really great. She didn't make us feel like, you know, we yeah. had to stay with her. And I think that's always going to be your best marketing tool is people talking to other people. Yeah. So we've hit the top of the hour, but I'm I'm just conscious of the fact that we might have missed something that we want to talk about with recurring revenue. So we've got probably one more chance to to talk about that. Um, Stephanie's got a hand up. I Go have another it. one. I, there are a lot more things that you can do as yeah. recurring revenue. Um, in fact, I'm working on a real big one that I'm really excited about. But I don't know if any of you know me, that if you're in my group or we we hang out, you know I started the website leasing program. Do you guys yeah. know of this that I've talked about before? So I, I made this, oh, it's yeah. basically like a payment plan for a website, but I built it so that it's not just a payment plan. It's not just breaking down the cost of a website into equal monthly parts or something like that. It's a it's monthly payments like a car lease. So it just you you're committed to one year, but then it just keeps going. <laughs> or else you have to buy yourself out of the lease, much like with a car lease. You know, like if you, you pay your yeah few years or whatever, and you want to like cash in and get another car where well, you're going to have to pay more money and you're going to self pay monthly. Or if you just want to walk away, you have to buy it. You know, if you want to keep the car and walk away, you have to buy it out. So I set it up just like that with all these payments. It's a beautiful thing because because of the type of program it is and the people that it's built for, it's, I call them um, customized, not custom. So it's basically a template site and people can, so they just, we just dump their stuff in, change their colors and stuff like that. And then when their year's up, you know, they get a refresh or a couple of, you know, like there's some options they can get. They're all basically 10 page sites, either, you know, 10 pages or five pages, five blog posts, five pages, five portfolio, whatever it is. It's basically just a 10 page site. So it's super easy. I make my, I break even. I don't even do the work, but I break even if they stick with me for three months and then it's all profit for as many that, years as they stay with me. <laughs> that's awesome, Stephanie. You know, Thank my you, partner, Gina. Jessica Light, um, she's been talking about that. And uh, I think you, we should have a, or Divi Chat should have a whole topic on that. Maybe On website week. leasing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of people. Yeah, like, pricing like, models. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people have been bringing that up. And uh, I have a talk it. out there someplace that I could share. That's probably where Jessica got it from. She's oh. my partner, and uh, but yeah, she's been telling me like I want to do this, and I'm like, I don't know anything about it, you know. But that's cool that you started that. I, it's awesome, and I actually because I've done it in a couple talks, I actually did bundle it up. I haven't advertised it or put it anywhere, but I bundled it up so that like if somebody wants it, I can just give it to them or sell it to Dude, them, so they can sweet. just have all the. We built it for like Divi Elementary and Beaver, so that other agencies. Can Is it a it. WAS? Mm -mm. No, because I've tried the WAS and it's like, this just isn't that. It's not because a WAS, I think, needs to be for a specific niche. Um, a WAS is another great idea for recurring revenue, though. But um, but a WAS is what, best what for, is that for, for people a more that don't specific know. Yeah, a website. website as a service. 
So you can start up a um, multi-site and you basically, so then you can just control the templates and the plugins and all of that stuff. And you just update them in one place. So for those who don't know, if you have a multi-site, you could have 300 websites and you just run updates on one install yeah. and it updates There's all a lot the of sites. From like a hosting database standpoint, there's a lot of limitations with multi-site. There's just um, a lot of less... tech, period, to get that yeah. all set properly. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, that's, but anyway, that's another. So what, it's, so it's another thing, but it's, um, but yeah, so that is like, because it's every, whatever you install goes to all of the sites. So you wouldn't want something that's like needs scheduling on one and then all of your sites have this scheduling plugin or something like you know what i mean so this yeah. is just separate it's just a done for you templated website it's actually i got a little inspo i gotta give credit where credit's due from your quick start um sites gino i had uh, this idea and i was kind of doing some research and you have like a like it's a different payment system but you have like the quick template based sites and stuff yeah. so so Go check that out on, here, on Gino's. What we're saying here is that you've got to tune in next week. Yes. Because, <laughs> you know, we'll still be here. You know, some of us <laughs> may be a bit older. <laughs> I want to hear that what? topic. I'll, I'll join in just to listen. <laughs> no, no, you got you got to come back, Gino. Always I come will. Back. I will. So, um, listen, thanks, everybody. We have, we've gone over the hour. Um, the, the most important thing is that hopefully everybody's got something from tonight and we'll definitely, whether we do leasing next week, but we'll definitely uh, definitely have a conversation about it in the future. So anyone that's um, joined us tonight, you can leave us a review at ratethispodcast.com forward slash chat. And if you do that, you'll make us all very happy. Um, if you've ever asked a customer for a review, then please take the time to show us your appreciation because you'll know what it's like. So... That would be great if you could do that. Um, anybody with any final thoughts? Anything that anybody wants to add? I'll say something. Um, Go, Tim. It sounds like out of the six of us here, none of us are against recurring revenue, right? We all argue for <laughs> recurring revenue. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, in all seriousness, though, I think this time of year, it's natural to start like thinking of, I hate, the word new year's resolutions it's a time where you can start planning and thinking about yeah. the next Perfect. year right yeah. 2022 yeah. It sounds crazy yeah. to say out loud is like right around the corner this is the time where, where you start making your plans for next year and as i mentioned earlier i think if you want to be successful with recurring revenue or a new form of recurring revenue you have to have a plan and then you can have a plan of how you're going to execute, you know, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. And so again, now is the time like December, yeah. like, you know, for the, the, the new year. That's like, what we do should do now. is a, a reflection topic at some point yes. in the next few weeks of like, what has this year been? What have we done? Well, what have we learned? What are we taking into next year? I love doing those ones. They get me all excited. I, you know what? I, I would suggest that every website that's listed here in transit, web design pro, focus WP, endure, divvy life, we should all write articles on how to prepare and start planning for next year. Have a blog post on that. Even if we're all sharing the same ideas. You know, are you selling us content a content marketing service? Right <laughs> <laughs> that's my new building your recurring revenue. <laughs> 
Well, we should. I mean, that way everybody listening can go look at our, our blog, our, our websites, and get ideas on how to start planning for New Year's. We should all do I, that. Yeah, I think uh, Andrew summed it all up in the chat. He says, make a promise. To make <laughs> a well said. Yeah, well oh, said. Well said, oh, well, Andrew. Well, well, I miss you, brother. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll let him have the last word. Okay, well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in um, wherever you are in the world. And uh, we will see you all next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Cheers.